0: Only the second hour of our show, which features listeners' questions, is heard live from 5 to 6 p.m. every Saturday on WJR. However, both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, and we are kind of shifting gears and downshifting on summer, but we've got lots going on here. We're going to be talking about some exciting Apple events coming up, punching holes in some myths about Windows 10, and in finding out about some very interesting new opportunities opening up for getting broadband high-speed Internet to rural customers in our fair state of Michigan. All that coming up on the Internet Advisor. Welcome to the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown, the co-host and producer of the program, and with me in studio today, tech experts. As Mr. Ed Rudell to my right. How you doing, Eddie? Hello, Foster. I'm doing great, thank you. Good to have you here, and also Mr. Cal Carson, our uh,
2: Mac expert. Always a pleasure to be here, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else on a Saturday afternoon.
0: <laughs> very, very thankful that you have decided to be with us as well. We've got a great program lined up here. We're going to be talking about uh, some of the highlights of things coming up in the Mac world, Apple's events coming up in just a moment, and Ed's going to be talking about some um, some myths that are out there about Windows 10 that we need to punch some holes in. And uh, then we got some really interesting comments coming from the folks at AT&T and a company called Wintel, which has been around for over 100 years providing telephone service to Central Michigan. It's kind of cool. And now they're getting into providing gigabit fiber connections stay so individuals and into businesses but anyway some of the things we're we'll talking about in our program today it's been kind of a strange have you guys noticed it's kind of a strange week i was looking trying to catch the you know the tech events that have been happening this week and it's kind of a thin news week not an awful lot going on
3: well i mean the uh, most news organizations were panicking about the stock exchange that's right early in the cur- week, and the, and the chinese currency and we all knew it was going to bounce back of course all of our 401ks took a dive Ooh. and uh And then come back, and you know, so the rich
2: get richer, and then we get poor, you know. So, (laughs) oh dear. Yeah, but we're all doing it together. So it's like nothing really happened, you Uh, know, because we're all broke at the same level. That's why I love having Cal on the show.
0: That's a great perspective. My poor aunt in the late 80s lost, I think, about $80,000 of her retirement money when evaporated suddenly, and just as she retired. Yep. And it was because of a stock market fall that didn't come back. This is the late 80s. Mm-hmm. So we know that there are people who are going to be losing a good deal of their uh, their cushion, if you will, uh, that they were going to be landing on. Guys, let's, let's start off with some of the things that are going to be on the horizon, though. Um, and that is uh, there's been a lot of talk about Apple and Cal about time to bring you in here to get us straight on all these things that are coming up soon. Oh. Big date on the calendar is early in September. Well, we might as well
2: start with Apple because Apple starts with a, and that's the beginning of the alpha. There we you know go.
3: That's not fair. My last name is Rudell, and I was always in the back of the class and the last <laughs> one called. I wish they would reverse that, but
2: go ahead. Apple first.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was redundant.
3: I got it out of the
2: system. Yeah, I got it on my system. You know, every week we have to let him like kind of, <laughs> anyway, uh, Here's a question for you before you even get started. What percentage of Apple's business, total business, mm-hmm. are phones?
0: Oh, boy. I think it's m- m- most, I think, of it right now. Uh, I would say a good 60 some odd percent.
2: You are correct. Uh, almost 66% of wow. their business is just the iPhone. B- business or profits? Of their revenue,
3: revenue, okay, revenue, yeah, yeah.
2: okay, right,
0: right, yeah.
3: So it's incredible. So I mean, when you when you make the hardware and the software and and, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah and it, and the iPhone six in particular and six plus were a huge
2: sell. Oh, gunbusters, gunbusters! But on September ninth, uh, this year, September ninth, something significant about that date. <laughs> Oh my God, that's my birthday! It's true. Uh. Yeah, but uh, Apple will be doing their announcements for their new product this year, and uh, or th- this quarter, I guess we could say it if we want to go that way. And if you look at the logo that they put out for the invitation every year, it, it, mm-hmm. it's supposed to have a hint of what's uh, to be announced. And uh, it says, "Hey Siri, give us a hint." <laughs> so part of it, I think, has something to do with Siri. And then if you look at the logo closely, the little leaf on the apple looks like it's pushing down on a surface. And so Uh, there's talk of the new force touch surface being built into the iphone 6s right. and 6s plus now, what is the force touch well rather than just having a, a touch glass surface where you just touch icons that sort of thing I, you know, with force touch it's how hard you press against the glass will result in the action that you
0: get from there's it. Okay. no actual depression of the glass there is a haptic engine that's underneath the glass oh. that makes you think it feels like you have actually clicked down on something by haptic engine you're talking about a vibration yeah, I, yes. exactly. Yeah. I, I we were at I was at the Apple Store yesterday trying out the Apple the MacBooks, and because they have the
2: haptic touchpad, they the have that,
0: what's called the force touchpad. Now, correct,
2: yeah. nothing moves
0: on it, but you would swear when you pressed it that something clicked. And another BlackBerry
3: innovation that went nowhere that someone else is taking advantage of. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, very, very
0: interesting. Great. Yeah.
2: So that could be that's part of what folks are speculating that's going to be coming out. And then there's another group that is speculating the. Icon because of the multiple colors in it and the way they're laid out, Mm. look very much like the color bars that you have on a television set when they have the test pattern on. Hinting that there's possibly some announcements of a new Apple TV set top box.
3: Another. So this would be Apple 3. No, no,
2: this
0: would no, be, be like the four, I think. The,
2: this uh, is to be the third or the fourth generation yeah, of course, I, it. I'm going to I'm going to go with three because yeah. the first one was really large, and then they shrunk it down to a small size. Mm-hmm. Stayed that way for the last two generations, right. and God only knows what size uh, it's going to be oh, next. Okay, okay, so it could be a three. It's yeah.
0: long overdue. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that even though the Apple TV has outsold in terms of gross numbers all the other ones that are out there, including Roku and Chrome, uh, et cetera, that uh, the other ones are far more popular nowadays in terms of sales, but Apple's been out there longer with the Apple TV, That's this I was reading. So yeah. in gross numbers, they have more, but they're falling behind in other ways in that.
2: Well, we can talk some more about uh, some of the aspects that they project is going to come with Apple I'd be Apple
0: very TV. interested in that.
2: So we can come back to that.
0: As an Apple okay. TV owner, I'd be very interested in that. We're coming back with that. And then, Ed, when we come back, I also want you to help us to uh, punch some holes in four overblown Windows 10 worries. All that coming up as we continue with the Internet Advisor. (laughs) Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown, Ed Rudell, and Cal Carson in studio. We're looking ahead on this show at uh, Apple and some of the things coming up on their September the 9th launch when we are uh, going to be seeing, well, actually, we've asked Siri for some hints about what we're going to be seeing. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, but um, Cal, you were saying that the iPhone 6s is going to be one of the stars of the show, and that that could be showing some, using some of the technology that has been put into some of the laptops, like the Force Touch.
2: Yeah, that 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 will probably be the biggest uh, thing with the 6s. <laughs> We're all choked up with emotion. Just took my breath away just in saying it. Uh, that's the biggest thing about the six S that I think is going to be uh, noted. That in any uh, significant changes that they do in iOS nine, uh, if that gets the re- operating system, yeah, right? when yeah. that gets released as well, uh, combination of those two will will be the uh, big deciding factor on the six plus and the six S and the six S plus. You know they got to get rid of the letters. Really, it's I, too many. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's a scoop on that. Uh, the Apple TV. I'm hoping, based upon the suggestions, that a uh, I have heard that they finally figured out a way to make some deals with uh, providers to get some good content on it. Yeah, which is probably the biggest thing that's I think has been holding it back. And b I'm hoping that integration of Siri with Apple TV. Yes, yes, for searching. We'll do, we'll do what I think of it. Yeah. yeah. I want to be able to, you know, turn that sucker on and go like, Siri, when does Shawshank Redemption come on again?
0: Exactly. You know, and Siri, uh, turn on Netflix and let me see uh, Doc Martin. Exactly. You know, whatever else it may be. Yeah, exactly. If, if they
2: can nail that, that'll be something that'll really be impressive as far Cause as... Because they've concerned.
0: really lagged behind a lot of the other ones like Roku and Chromecast and uh, even Amazon uh, with their... Um, uh, their TV plug-in interface kind of thing, and they were running like thirty-five bucks, forty bucks for those things. And um, Apple has been lagging way, way behind in
2: that. But the Apple TV, on the other hand, did some things that those others didn't do. Uh, they were pretty much locked in with the Apple products. But you could, you know, show your pictures that are on your iPhone Absolutely, through yes. your TV yes. if you used Apple TV. You could do your your com- you can use your Mac through the Apple TV. So those that, things like AirPlay. Were- yeah. Airplay, yeah, right? So, exactly. those were all good things to have and, and be able to take advantage of. But uh, it definitely, uh, content and convenience for all of the set-top boxes is where the real game is.
0: By the way, I you were talking before about the uh, the logo for the invitation, and it has uh, Siri on it. Hey, Siri, isn't it? Yes. Uh, on it. Well, somebody uh, went and and asked Siri for a hint about what was going to be coming up, and uh, two of the responses were, <laughs> look deep within yourself, and you will find the answer, especially on September the 9th. <laughs> 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 and then the other one was, Hey, Siri, you know, can you give me another hint? And it said, I can neither confirm nor deny that I am not authorized either to confirm or deny that I cannot disclose anything that you would then have to confirm. In any case, I would deny it got it?
2: What's <laughs> with the responses? I think there's, I remember that from a movie or something. There, there's, a, there's a lawyer somewhere chuckling like crazy right now, you know? I understand by the
0: way that uh, the Apple Group in Detroit has an event coming up as well. Not oh, long, not
2: yes. That. Every month we get together like faithful Apple-ears and... Uh, it's like a Star Trek convention over uh, there, right? Yeah, only no pointed ears. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll be meeting over at the Birmingham Temple as we always do on Sunday, September 13th uh, between 3 and 5 p.m. we have our main meeting, and from 2 to 3 p.m. we have our genius table that's open where you can come in, bring in your Mac if you want to with you, or any other Apple appliance. Heck, we'll even take a peek at a Windows machine if you have to. (laughs) Uh, And uh, you get free advice there. It's just like going to a genius. I have benefited
0: from that free advice myself, and it is well worth going there. When you you said
2: appliance, I thought Apple sticker on side of toaster. (laughs) Repair. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, if you bring a loaf of bread with you and some strawberry jam, I'll personally take a look at it. <laughs> all right. But uh, come on out and check us out. You can uh, link to us from uh, internetadvisor.net right. we will post or you can that. go directly to macgroup.org and get all the information you need. Ed, let's uh, just turn to you
0: for something that uh, I, I have seen. It has seemed to me that the commentators, a lot of the tech writers, because Windows 10 hasn't given them a good target, have been working real hard to punch holes in this thing, and haven't been doing real well. At no, that. they haven't. But there are still a lot of rumors out there. Certainly um, are. You know, and here
3: are four of the most common. And I've I've got this off of uh, uh, PC Magazine, and I'm I'm looking for the uh, the article writer so I can give him credit. Um, Written by, uh, let's see, Preston, practice, Gra- Gra- Preston Gralla.
0: Gralla. Preston okay. Gralla. was the right And
3: And um, basically four different things. Wi-Fi sense, the sharing of your Wi-Fi passwords with anyone that you're with, um, and it'll save all, you know, you're sharing all your passwords. People are saying that's insecure. Well, right. that's hogwash, right. right? So anyone that's in my Wi-Fi network, and, and if I choose to sh- uh, share my Wi-Fi passwords, it is encrypted it's not clear text and, and and Wi-Fi sense basically
0: is looking at Wi-Fi available around you
3: yes but so if anyone in my family would would be able to share my password so if I had been the Starbucks and they hadn't or or somewhere else or another family uh. member that had Wi-Fi then uh, then the passwords would have been shared well you know that's nonsense. It's encrypted, and it's not a security risk. Okay, okay so and, and Wi-Fi you can sense. Always, you can always does... turn off Wi-Fi sense if right. you don't want to share your passwords. Okay,
0: not a problem. Second uh, one.
3: Uh, Windows 10 updates, automatic, if you oh, have Home Edition. So you don't have a choice. About. If you if you have Windows 10, you used to be able to um, delay or or choose not to install automatic right. updates. If you have Home Edition, you, you do not have a choice. But if you have the pro- Professional Edition of Windows 10, 10
0: mm-hmm.
3: okay then you of course you do because or an enterprise edition mm-hmm. then you of course you can you can postpone that but there is a way to circumvent th- around that you could you could tell you, if you configure uh windows 10 that and tell it that you have a metered connection mm-hmm. microsoft isn't going to download those critical updates metered you're, connections
0: mean that mean you're, uh, you're counting how many uh, uh, bytes right bites say, are coming down. say
3: i'm tethered to my cell phone and i only right. want to occasionally connect to the internet i don't want to eat up all my bandwidth downloading updates if you if you could figure Windows 10 Home edition as a metered connection, you will not receive those automatic updates.
0: But the the other thing, too,
3: is that is not but, really a bad idea to have those great updates idea. coming down. There was a time when Windows XP first came out right. that I even advocated, you know, let's just hold off the right. these Windows updates cuz seriously, they were blowing up some computers. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. they were causing them to crash.
2: Now, the other that, rumor I had heard about these updates, they're pulling them from other computers around you. Yes, and that's called peer-to-peer net sharing. That's the fourth one so
3: i'm i'm unclear whether or not when you receive your windows 10 update your full one gig 1.2 gigabyte download from microsoft if that is a peer-to-peer shared, or if it's coming directly from a Microsoft server. I'm unsure about that. But I do know that your updates that you receive, they're not all coming from Microsoft. They will right. be coming from potentially neighbors or people geographically close to you within your
0: internet stream. So, so it's not all coming down from the servers. It's coming right. from other people around distributed.
2: Right. So it's usually think of
3: it as torrenting or yeah, or peer-to-peer sharing. Yeah. So how
2: do you make sure you don't get viruses or something from somebody next door that's got a well, dirty machine? Microsoft um,
3: own download engine is going to m- when it checks every file that's downloaded. It's just not downloading from one source. You could be downloading from ten other peers, and if any of them are poisoned, Microsoft's going to discard that that, mm-hmm. that particular download and, and 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 potentially report it. I would think is either being corrupted mm-hmm. or whatever. But and if you're uh, really concerned,
0: uh, uh, you can actually turn this off. Yes, or customize the way that it works. So it's called that's called peer-to-peer sharing.
3: What, what it's doing, it's relieving internet congestion. Um, you know, from everyone
0: mm. going,
2: you know, downloading from the same Microsoft. Absolutely, server.
0: absolutely. So you that know, you're not waiting until all their 10 million people and have only their Microsoft
2: updates. can control that peer-to-peer sharing. You can't take advantage of it. Like I couldn't set it up where I could peer-to-peer with Foster or that sort of thing, right? Mm, no, mm, only in no, this room. No, no.
0: right. And it's, and it's only for the updates. <laughs> Last one I understand is a well, just a general yeah. concern about privacy. And
3: we talked about this. And remember when I installed Windows 10, uh, I hit the advanced. Settings And I said, I don't want to uh, enable my location. I don't want to enable telemetry or GPS settings or privacy settings or let Microsoft be able to share what I'm binging, if you, mm-hmm. if you will. So I turned all that off. And guess what happened? Cortana didn't work. <laughs> so you, in order to get Cortana working, you have to enable those services. Now, my, uh, again, Microsoft isn't identifying you by your email address or anything. It's identifying the machine for trending analysis.
0: Uh, so, okay. yeah, so... so
3: there is a way of turning that off as well. Well, but there are sacrifices.
0: There are sacrifices that are being Cortana made. Cortana will not be speaking with you. Cortana won't talk to you. Oh, boy, she's in a huff. Hey, in just a minute, we're going to come back and we're talking with some folks from AT&T about some money they're getting to broadcast to the countryside. Welcome back to the Internet Advisor. Uh, by the way, folks, uh, we are going to be posting some links on our homepage to the article about the Windows 10 myths and also further information about the upcoming Apple Group meeting. If any of you listen to the program within the last, oh, let's say three weeks, you know that I've got a particular burr under my saddle. It is a passion to get good, strong internet service into underserved areas of Michigan. I came back from Gladwin, Michigan, up near the center of our state, and found that I was missing a lot of really good high speed connections that had been there before were now gone. And I began to look into what's going on to bring those services to those areas because it's really vital, I believe, really vital to the economic future. Of our state, especially the outstate cities um, and rural communities, that we be able to get strong gigabit service. I said gigabit, that's like fiber service to those areas. Well, a couple of things have happened, and um, I'm delighted to have with us right now on the air Matthew Resch, who is the Director of Public Affairs for ATT in Michigan. And Matt, thank you very much for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. Matt, I just, uh, uh, what we wanted to have you on to talk about was a press release that just came out saying that the FCC has just released some money, almost a half a billion dollars that will be available to AT&T, but specifically about $30 million in the state of Michigan that will allow you folks to be able to provide high-speed service to uh, areas of Michigan that have not been... Been served well. Uh, rural communities, for instance, uh, could you tell me a little bit more about the areas that will be targeted by this kind of money?
4: Well, you know, our the, our deployment plans are still going to be coming, but you know, as you know, Michigan is a beautiful, very rural state, and there are some some parts of the state that, uh, for a lot of reasons, just present some challenges to get the high speed networks out to the, the businesses and residents who are there, and so. You know, there is a program under the Federal Communications uh, Commission called the Connect America Fund. And the other day, uh, AT&T announced that we would be accepting for the state of Michigan nearly $30 million a year for the next six years uh, so that we can start to deploy high-speed broadband uh, networks to nearly 36,000 businesses and residences around the state that right now are in parts of our state that are, are hard to reach with either wireless or wired broadband.
0: Now, are those areas that currently uh, are marginal to um, high-speed Internet or just haven't been connected to, for instance, the fiber that runs up and down our state north-south?
4: To my understanding, these are places that right now have not been touched uh, by fiber builds uh, by any of the providers. I know that Frontier is also accepting some money, AT&T is. Uh, for it so okay. and you know, we will be looking at a number of different technologies that can bring uh, Wireless broadband or broadband service to people it doesn't have to always be wired at this point with the speed and reliability of uh. Uh, Wireless networks and so we'll be able to look at some of that to to get to places that through geography or location have just been too Hard to reach with a wire.
0: This is wireless technology it would be like WiMAX technology.
4: It's it's very similar to putting it's very similar like putting a cell phone on your house that you oh, can put you. An, ante- an antenna on your house, mm. and you would you would be uh, like a little wireless tower, and the Wi-Fi the same speed that you would be getting, uh, you know, in Southeast Michigan to your phone, you would be getting to your home in a more rural part of the state, and that's wow. some of the technology we've started to deploy. And I think it, when you're looking at rural parts of the state where it's it's challenging to put a wire, a lot of places. Yes. Uh, building these antenna instru- uh, infrastructure and putting these antennas on people's homes is a great solution to uh, some of these geographical uh, challenges.
2: Cal, with these wi- uh, Matt, with these wi- wireless uh, technologies that you're speaking of, what sort of price points are you looking at for the average user out there, and, and what sort of you know, bandwidth—are they going to be getting in? Is it going to be similar to what they would get if they had a wired U-verse connection?
4: You know, the the speed that the FCC has requirements as to how fast the speeds need to be that we that you know for the money that we're we're receiving, uh, the broadband needs to be at, at minimum ten ten megs download, and so we will be bringing that mm. that speeds if not faster to, to homes uh, through either a wired connection or through a wireless connection, and I think we will we are very. Uh, conscious about our being competitive with prices uh, we want to make sure that it, the, the services that we can provide are, are competitively priced um, for people to take advantage of them so I don't uh, we are yeah. still you know we're still we're still some time away from the deployment of this and so I don't know what the, the price points will be but certainly we are looking to uh bundle and and price those very competitively
3: okay yeah and i I was just going to say you know because michigan is a peninsula and some areas are peninsula within a peninsula (laughs) within the state of michigan and there are some swampy areas in central michigan where you're going to have to do that um yeah it's always been I, i never really thought that you know a lot of the telephone companies would be able to penetrate these areas without federal subsidies and, and that's what we're basically seeing yes, here. It yes. it's just it, it's the only way to make it uh, economically you know feasible for someone to to um to, you know put the infrastructure and, in and place and
0: once the infrastructure is in yeah. place of course then you can build upon that exactly and this is going all around the country as a matter of fact about a half yeah. a billion dollars is it being is. spread and across a- the a- states
4: yeah at and t announced that we'll be accepting funding in eighteen of the wireline states that we operate across the across the country and you know, this dates back to the 1930s when this fund was created to establish you know phone service basic phone yes. service for everyone's homes and uh, 5 years ago the FCC looked to modernize that and expand the definition of what that fund could be used for to include broadband services since they're becoming so much so uh, such critically important part of businesses and and home life so Uh, That's what these funds are going to be used for.
0: We're talking with Matt Resch, by the way, who's the director of public affairs for AT&T Michigan.
2: So these broadband services that you're talking about pushing is not going to just be Internet. They would also get uh, TV and and that sort of thing as well, uh, voice over IP phone?
4: I think what we will be doing uh, right now what we're talking about is is basically broadband service. You know, we recently uh, completed a merger with DirecTV. Um, and so we will be uh, deploying our TV service and, and broadcast TV service through a partnership with, with Direct TV. They're now part of the mm. AT&T family. Um, so, you know, whether it's a wireless connection, uh, a voice connection, and a wireless broadband connection, and then a package with Direct TV, I think there are a lot of very exciting opportunities uh, for our customers going forward.
0: Matt, when, when do you expect uh, people in Michigan who are listening to this to begin to see this impact their communities?
4: Well, the first the first landmark we're supposed we need to have forty percent of our target build uh, done by two thousand and seventeen, um, and we need to be completed by twenty twenty. And so, I think that people okay. will start to see this happening pretty quickly. Obviously, you know, I, I think a lot of people are familiar with some of the headaches that come with trying to place cell towers places, and mm-hmm. um, we're hopeful that we can get some expedited processes around the state where we're going to be building these so that we can both start delivering this service to to these areas that need it.
0: Yeah, we've been, in matter of fact, talking with some people, we will be talking in just a moment with some folks from Wintel, which is in the center of the state, but we're using different kind of technologies such as the DAS, the distribu- Distributed Antenna Services, as a way right. of, of getting signals out. So there's a lot, and who knows, actually, who knows what the new technologies will be in those three to five years from now when these kind of tech, when your signals will be put out into the rest of the state. There could be some really exciting kind of things developed.
4: Well, and I can tell you that the the fixed wireless local loop, which is the very telecom technical acronym way of talking about the little wireless antenna I said that you could put on your home, that's technology that's very new. It's it's almost not been deployed yet in the United States and and Michigan. And so I think just you know that's a, that's a development that's happened in just a year or two. Yeah. So you're right. What what, what may be in place in 2020? Well, we, we probably haven't even imagined it yet.
0: Uh, Matt, thank you so much for being with us and it's certainly good news for folks who are listening who are in marginal areas and we constantly have people who are asking us about how to get better signals from where they're at. Matt Resch is the Director of Public Affairs for AT&T Have has been talking about this AT&T accepting these funds from the FCC, from the CAF uh, to funding and that will be close to $30 million. That's um, for over the period of uh, per year, over six years to extend high-speed internet into rural areas Areas of Michigan that right now are underserved. Matt, thank you so much for being with us. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. You know, uh, we've been talking about different companies that help to serve these areas of Michigan, and I want to bring on the air right now somebody we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit more in this segment, and that's uh, Andrew Visman. He is the director of business development for a company called Win. Communications, and they are serving the center part of our state. (laughs) Anthony, thank you very much for joining us. From Wynn Communications, you folks, I understand, have more than a century of service serving people in the center part of our state.
3: Yes. uh,
5: Wynn Telecom was actually started in uh, the early 1900s, been around for over 100 years. And uh, Wynn Telecom, um, which is the company that I work for now, has been around since uh, 1999.
0: How did the company get started way back when, uh, in the early part of the 1900s? Oh,
5: you're talking... uh,
0: I know you weren't around then.
5: (laughs) I really wasn't around then, but uh, it's essentially back when telephone telephone service was being deployed, um, a group of farmers in Wynn, Michigan, decided they were going to have a local telephone company.
0: I love it. Um, I tell you what, Anthony, hang on a second, we'll get to discussing that more because it's fascinating how this whole thing began and where you folks now are on the cutting edge of providing service to Central Michigan. Back in just a moment. Welcome back to the Internet Advisor. This is the first hour, by the way, of our podcast. It's a two-hour show, and you can catch that entire podcast on Sunday nights by going to internetadvisor.net, and you will find us there. We're also part of the new podcastdetroit.com network. That's a new Podcast network that the folks at IT and the D have developed, and we are very privileged to be one of the premier podcasts on that. You can check us out then by going to podcastdetroit.com and finding us there. You'll also find us at the usual place, which is internetadvisor.net, and that again on Sunday night you'll find both hours of our program. In this first hour of the show, um, we've been talking about uh, the efforts by the FCC, for instance, with ATT to get signals into rural areas and to areas that have not been touched because frankly it you can, it's hard to make a good economic case for doing that. And so the FCC is dedicating in the state of Michigan 30 million dollars that AT&T is going to be using to reach out to people in rural and underserved areas. But we've um, also reached out to um, Anthony Visman, who is the director of business development for WinTelcom, and that is a company that, well, one of its components over a hundred years ago stepped into this fascinating world of communications. And as we were hearing just before we went to the break, in the year uh, 1908, a group of farmers got together up in Wynn, Michigan. Am I right? Uh, that's where there that was Anthony. You are correct, sir. And tell me where Wynn is exactly.
5: Wynn is about 10 minutes south of Mount Pleasant.
0: Okay, so very close to Mount Mount Pleasant, Michigan. They just got together and said, we want telephones. Essentially, that's correct. And went about getting the technology in. I mean, I find it fascinating. Although I have to say this, we were talking with... uh, Guys, who was it we were talking with the other day who was saying that, that farmers really are scientists... And that having good high-speed, you know, gigabit-speed internet coming into their their areas uh, is makes perfect sense because they are using that data. Oh, they're using it for not
3: only their uh, their forecast, their crops, but they're also using GPS and, and high-speed internet on their combines and tractors. Yeah. So it's it's essential for them. And they get to watch TV when they're on the combines because <laughs> the GPS is basically driving it for them. You know?
0: So I don't know if that had anything to do with the farmers who got together back in 1908, <laughs> but it's fascinating that a group of farmers will be the ones to get together and say,
3: well, if they're do-it-yourselfers,
0: do I mean, yes. which
3: makes sense. Good point. And and Yes, and like myself, I mean, if, if something's going to happen, I'm going to want to fix it before I, you know, get some, you know, fancy guy in a, in a t- T-shirt or a, in a dress suit asking help from him, you know.
2: Yeah. Anthony, currently, how broad is your reach with uh, broadband in the area up there right now?
5: Um, we actually, we have fiber um, throughout our network. Um, it runs from uh, as far south as Ithaca um, all the way up to Claire and then also up to Gaylord.
2: Ah, interesting! So there are lots of areas where people can get those type of communica- communication. Is everything running just on fiber? Or are you doing anything wirelessly or or anything um, like no. that? No,
5: we, you know, we started. We are a telephone company, so obviously we had um, copper everywhere forever. Um, and in the last four years, um, with fiber, the fiber technology um, has come so far, and really, it is the way of the future. So everything is, you know, going wire to. Uh,
0: fiber now you're so are you connecting your current your existing systems then to the fiber net
5: um yeah in a, in a manner of speaking yes we are we are trying to convert all of our our uh, copper customers to to fiber um because it's more reliable it's faster all of the reasons you guys have been talking about
2: so you're going to be running uh, fiber directly to the end user
5: yes um in uh, mount pleasant Clair, and Gaylord, currently we are uh Building our network out to serve um residents and business in those three areas with fiber to the home
0: how uh, cost effective is that by the way I'm just curious do you have to charge a ton of money to do that kind of thing
5: no we we've got we have uh we've we're setting it up so that it's it's cost it, it has to be affordable yep. for the homeowner right um so we offer you know a gigabit by twenty megabits for hundred dollars um which is a little more expensive than yeah some of the other internet providers, but we also provide smaller, cheaper versions.
3: I should move up there. I mean, I, I can't get internet service for under $75, and, and I barely have 10 meg. You know, and, and I live in Ortonville, Michigan, and I just cannot – I mean, they, they they got a stranglehold up here. So, yeah. I mean, don't think that your uh, prices are outrageous. That's incredibly good. Well, and, and we are one
5: uh, – the the two areas – the three areas that we service are – three of the five areas in the state of Michigan that offer fiber to the home. Excellent.
0: That's remarkable. We're talking with Anthony Visman, by the way, who's the Director of Business Development for Wind Telecom. And uh, these are folks who are up in the center part of the state, and um, I, I'm, I'm just curious um, why you folks have been kind of... You've, you've kind of become the hero story that the folks at Connect Michigan pass on. They're pretty proud of what you guys are doing.
5: It's... It- we we know we knew if you know we as a company knew if it, if it didn't get done it wasn't going to get done in Central Michigan by anybody other than us. You well, know, it's not yeah. going to be some place that Google Fiber is going to go.
3: Yeah.
5: Um, it's the middle of Michigan. I, I we love live,
0: that attitude. I do that. I love that attitude. That's kind of the attitude that the farmers had initially when yeah. they put the phones yeah, in. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so Look, I imagine you have a lot of ties in with the uh, with Central Michigan University and and their network as well.
5: Um. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Um, if you talk to the majority of people uh, at Wind Telecom, the vast majority of them come from CMU.
0: <laughs> oh, really? And, your, <laughs> yeah. your staffers themselves come from CMU. Right. That is fascinating. Now, what impact, because we talk about this, that the getting fiber to these areas is so important, what kind of impact, Anthony, have you and the folks at Wind Telecom seen on those communities like Gaylord and Claire and Midland, from having that fiber net available to them
5: well it's a quality of life um, and when you don't have to consider you know your your broadband speed it doesn't slow you down it doesn't you don't get dropped you don't have any caps on your data um, it it really opens up the world that we live in
3: now well you know and that's true i mean i know a lot of jobs right now where you do not actually have to be at the workplace remember there's a lot of people that can work from home and to be able to add Claire and gaylord uh, and mount pleasant to an area that you could move into and work from home with fuzzy slippers and shorts i love it that's great
5: telecommuting telecommuting in our areas is going to to be vastly improved, yep. because yep. You, can, you can can operate from home seamlessly.
2: Now, here's the magic question I have to ask you. In these areas that you're serving, are you the only game in town, or do the, the end user have choices between what they can get for broadband?
5: Fiber to the home, we are the only game in town. Okay. Um, I, I was fiber curious. To, fiber, fiber to business, um, um, Charter does some fiber to business, and there are a couple other other companies, um, kind of in our area that do fiber to the business, but fiber to the home, we're it.
0: I was wondering how you competed with the cable companies because I know charters there, and I know that, uh, I believe Comcast goes up through the center of the state. Am I right? Not too much. No, too much?
3: no, I've. Our- the, the biggest competitor we have, you're right, is Charter. Is Charter. Okay, and and Charter. that's who <clears throat> serves Ortonville, and I can't
2: get Internet for under $75.
0: <laughs> you know, so <clears throat> you may
2: have somebody moving your way. <laughs> yeah. Either that or if you want to stretch a piece of fiber a long way. <laughs> uh. we, we talk
0: about fiber, the glass lines, as kind of being the magic answer to everything. Are there other technologies you're using? Truthfully, no. Um, we are converting
5: everything over to fiber just because of the reliability and the speed.
0: Well, I tell you what, Anthony, you may have some people who are going to be signing up for heading north <laughs> <laughs> and to Claire and Midland and to Gaylord to ex. Experience the service of Wintelcom we'll be posting some links to that so you can find out more about that but thank you very much for the kind of uh, can-do attitude that you and the folks at Wintelcom are uh, are displaying there Anthony Bisman, who is the director of business development for them thank you so much for being with us
5: thank you very much sir I appreciate uh,
0: it take care and uh, what we're gonna try to do by the way folks as we go on throughout the month here and or as we go into the fall is highlight more of these companies, little companies that are kind of like the, the little train, train that said he could <laughs> and that did indeed bring high-speed internet to the rest of our fair state. Hang on, because coming up in just a moment, we're going to get our number two of The Internet Advisor answering your questions. You're listening to a podcast of The Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to MITechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor. Welcome to The Internet Advisor. I'm Foster Brown, and we've got a great show lined up for you. We're here to answer your questions about your computer problems. Getting on the Internet, getting around it, and sometimes just getting over what you encounter there. Our number is 800 859 0957. That's 800 859 0957. And we encourage you to get on the line and get ready to ask your questions. We've got some answers for you here on The Internet Advisor. Thank you for joining us here on The Internet Advisor. Looking forward to answering your questions. And uh, I do encourage you, by the way, to give us a call early in the show. We Typically, people kind of wait until that last half hour, 20 minutes of the show, and then we can't get to everybody's questions. And we would love to be able to answer your questions. So call early.
2: They must think it's like an auction, you know, if we call later, the price would be cheaper. I don't
3: know. <laughs> Half off if you call right now? <laughs> there
2: you go.
0: Call early, call often. There you go. Our number is 800-859-0957 and you just heard from the two guys who are experts in studio. Helping to answer the questions. that's Mr. Ed Rudell, who is our, Ma- our Windows expert. Eddie, good to have you here. Always great, Foster. And also Mr. Cal Carson, who is our uh, Mac and Apple expert, although he certainly knows how to Handle Windows problems as well.
2: Occasionally, I do dabble in the dark arts.
0: <laughs> Guys, it's good to have you along. Gary Baker isn't with us right now because he is a special guest, along with some other folks of the Navy as they're wrapping up their uh, Navy Detroit Navy Week with the flying of the um, the Blue Angels.
2: Every time you say that, I imagine Gary being one of the village people. You know, the guy with the the Navy officer. <laughs> <all. laughs> No, no, stop it. I can't get rid of that image.
0: It's there. It's burned. It's burned into my mind.
2: (laughs) YMCA. Yeah, that'd be
0: great. Our number here is 800-859-0957, and we will start taking your calls as they come in. We're going to be talking with Mr. Mike Brennan in just a minute, who is the editor of M.I. Tech News, which is a, a weekly collection of stories about what's going on in the entrepreneurial and tech sector here in our fair state of Michigan. And uh, speaking of that gentleman, having taken his name in vain, we best bring him on the air. Mike, welcome to the program.
6: Well, thanks very much, Foster. And I'm not wearing one of those Navy pilot suits either, so you don't have to worry
0: about it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, I noticed that one of your top uh, headlines was about the Blue Angels crowding out uh, that uh, Thunder over Michigan air show this weekend.
6: Yeah, I got a chance to go out there and spend uh, all morning Thursday, interviewed some of the pilots right there on the flight line with them. Uh, Then they let us stay around and watch while they practiced. And it was pretty amazing stuff. And even more amazing is when I started my journalism career 34 years ago to small Florida Daily, one of my first assignments was covering the Blue Angels. be So here we are, 34 years later, right? Certainly
0: is quite a journey that you have taken. In the meantime, (laughs) hey, something I saw that is a really good piece of News I think probably for uh older citizens of our state of Michigan, I'll include myself in that is that Michigan's uh, state website is providing access to aging services now they're they're kind of coordinating that together
6: yeah, it's all available in one spot. you can find all sorts of different kinds of information on health and uh, what you need to be doing with the state and you know uh, filing forms and things like that as you approach the golden years. Um, but uh, it's uh, it developed. Uh, you know, you can find all the services in one spot, and I think that's a really important thing.
0: Absolutely, I, I think that business of putting them all in one spot is really key, because one of the problems can be very confusing. And I've done this myself, even with Michigan, which has got some great online services. is It's really confusing knowing where to go exactly to get the information. And this consolidation, I think, can be anything. It can be just excellent to help people, especially sometimes older folks who are not as, if you will, net savvy as some of the younger folks might be.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And it's really simple to use, and you can find all that information at com.
0: Absolutely. So when you click on that story, folks, it'll also take you to that website, and you can find out more there. And uh, finally, one of the other articles I saw on here is that uh, Ann Arbor MakerWorks is offering Makerspace Operation Bootcamp. And uh, before you get to that, talk a little bit about the Makerspace out there and what that is.
6: Well this particular it was I took a tour last week it's 14000 square feet think of all the stuff we did in wood shop and metal shop and and all the other things uh, when we were in high school. Well, it's all in one place. Uh, you can do it, and they have all the tools there. They'll teach you how to use them. They'll, if you've had a passion, you've always wanted to do something with metal, well, I'll show you how to do that. They'll give you the tools to do it, they'll give you the materials. Wow. Heck, they'll even train you how to be a welder if you want to do that. So it, it's really the up and coming thing, and, and um, I'll be doing a story about them in about two weeks, so there'll be more information there. But they're having the boot camp in October five days to really get you if you're really into this this is this is the place to be in
0: Ann Arbor boy Ed that's it's too far it's too f- bad that's too far from you Ed because that would be something I know you would love uh,
3: I, yeah I would love to like relearn something uh, you know like
0: welding and uh, <laughs> brass oh yeah I just love but it. having all the latest machinery at hand to oh, work with it you too. know I
3: would I have always regretted not going out and teaching myself or taking classes on doing CAD because with 3d printing and stuff like that taking yeah. off so much. I, I yeah, got they you. have
6: that there, too, Ed. You exactly. know you should make that drive, right? You know,
0: yeah. so. <laughs> well, folks, these are the kind of variety of things that you can find when you subscribe to M.I. Tech News. And Mike has spent many years covering technology in the fair state of Michigan. He's got lots of resources in there, not just these headlines that can take you to places on the Internet, but he has also got a wealth of information there. For instance, our podcast is there, Podcasts from IT and the D., and also the link to the new podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. You'll find all of that available in one place, News, And how much does it cost? Nothing. Absolutely free. All you need to do is go to InternetAdvisor.net and subscribe from there on the News link. Or go to MITechNews.com and subscribe there. Mike, thanks so much for being with us. Have a great week, and we'll talk with you again next Saturday. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. All right. Okay. Mariana Rockwood, we'll be talking with you in just a moment. And for the rest of you out there, here's the number again. 800-859-0957. Thank you once again for letting us into your lives at this time of uh, late summer as we're heading towards Labor Day. Again, our number 800-859-0957. Let's crowd to Mariana in Rockwood, Mariana. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you?
1: I like to know I, have, I can't write, so I want to know how can get a computer something that's expensive, you know, I I'm this I'm harmless ability.
0: Oh, okay. So you're on disability and yeah. you're looking for something uh, less expensive yeah. that would allow you to get a computer. And what right. kind of, th- Mariana, what kind of things do you want to do with your computer?
7: Uh, I don't know. Some, uh- find my cousins,
0: long lost cousins, stuff like that, you know. That's a great thing to do. Yeah, Yeah. sure, you can use uh, all sorts of things to find people. I remember just the other day I was driving and I needed to find somebody's address and boom, there it was on white pages. Yeah, like that. Okay, guys, we're looking for something for Mariana that is less expensive. And that would give her just sort of, kind of like the basics to get on to do email and uh, to surf around the internet. Well, I understand the Chromebooks are very inexpensive. Yes, and
3: uh, she won't have to deal with viruses then. But I think they're still around. Uh, I think you can get them for about one hundred and fifty dollars. Are you able to use your hands and uh, Uh, is your vision okay?
1: Oh yeah, my vision's all right. Only thing is, my right hand's weak, and I (laughs) do. As long as I stay calm, I can use it,
7: though.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, so when you okay. get excited, it doesn't work that I gotcha. well. Exactly, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got you.
6: So
3: have you tried using a, a tablet in your hand before? Is that something no, that you... No, not
6: really. I'm a I'm first-time buyer, you, you
3: know? Oh, okay. I'm I was just wondering if you had yeah. any friends that may have...
6: I've
7: computers, you
3: know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Have you ever tried typing on a computer before? No. I, know.
7: I uh... choose to type it. It wasn't made back in high school.
3: Oh, okay. Ever since
1: I haven't good typing. I haven't been able to type... No, wanna
0: no. Okay, Mariana, you know I, I um,
2: Cal, you would have thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of go along with Ed and his suggestion as well. A Chromebook you can get at Best Buy, uh, made by Acer. For 169 dollars right
3: and then you can also go to your local library of course and then see yes. what they have and, and that way you can test what your abilities are are you able to use an external mouse can you use because a lot of libraries just have notebooks as well are you able to use the the, the glide point mouse and to, mm. to navigate on a computer you first have to find out what your um, limitations are so that you that that in itself will
0: help you choose the Very type good. of device you're using. yeah so Mariana, the first step we would suggest you do is is to get your hands on some computers and find out what you're comfortable with doing and what you can and can't do. And a library is a wonderful place to go and do that, okay? Do you have a library near you down there in Rockwood?
7: Yeah, South Rockland
0: has a librarian. Excellent. And then once you've gotten your idea, you've, you've got a good feel for how the computer works. Librarians are wonderful. That's where I learned to use a computer back in the mid-80s, <laughs> long time ago. I certainly couldn't afford one of those machines at that time but the library had some of the best ones around and it's always a good place librarians God bless them I love them right they're great people and they're very very helpful and and some of the tablets
3: are very small they're seven inches and if that's something that you could put in your lap or uh, or prop up and and if you can use your fingers to navigate to to, to, to just to search the internet then a 7-inch or a 9-inch tablet might, be a good might solution. also, and those are very usually under $100. You can buy yeah. an Android right. one for mm-hmm. under $100.
0: But the, the key is, Mariana, you will know better how to answer those questions for yourself once you get your hands on some. So we're going to suggest again you go to the library. After that, there are a lot of really good solutions to that. So, Mariana, I hope that you'll do that. Check out the library and get your hands on some, and then uh, take a look at some of those solutions that are out there. I think that's just good advice for everybody out there who's looking into getting a computer. All right, a number again, 800-859-0957, and let's talk to Ray and Romulus. Hi, Ray. How you doing?
5: Very good, sir. How are you?
0: Good. How can we help you here?
5: Hey, uh, they were talking about the welding uh...
0: Classes is MITech.com. Uh, yeah, MITechnews.com, yeah. Right,
5: mm-hmm. and uh, they said it's got some place in Ann Arbor, but I don't have a computer.
0: Well, I... I, you don't need the computer to use that, but the site that we were talking about will tell you more about their boot camp. The boot camp uh, that's coming to, um, it's called Maker Space Operations Boot Camp, <laughs> is coming October the 12th to the 16th. Yeah, it's a 5-day deep dive that puts you right in the middle of uh, an established marketplace out there. You can use those tools for running uh, you know, different kinds of markets and then creating things. Um, I you don't have a computer, huh? No, I uh, hmm. about, about a phone number. But do you have a
2: smartphone?
5: No, I I'm, I'm very old. In fact, I'm ancient. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. <laughs>
3: yeah.
5: You know, when I when There's I was a nothing- kid, you know, we didn't ever have a have a radio.
0: Okay. You know, well, okay. Well, hold on. And when the television on, came and- out, I was an old guy.
3: Well, you know, we'll try to get that number out to you uh, in this segment or the next segment and see if we can find that.
0: We're going to dig for that ourselves. So, uh, first of all, I'll put that on the homepage so we have it. But in the meantime, matter of fact, I think I'll get back in touch with Mike or I'll click on that site myself and see if I can get a phone number for you so that you can check it out yourself. That's a, a really good idea. Isn't it neat to have all those machines available for you? And I love the fact that even though you're just a a little younger than dirt, that you're able to go out and say, I'd like to learn something new. I love
5: that. Well, like all the machines, they just don't know how to
0: use them. Oh, gotta, so he has the toys. He has the toys. Yeah, he has the ambitions. Sounds like your garage
3: but is he, like Ed's. But he doesn't want to uh, singe his fingers off. Yeah, I Ray. understand that, right?
0: Yeah. All right. Exactly. Well, Ray, we will try to get that phone number for you so that you can check that out as well, okay? I
5: appreciate it. Just put it over the air. I'm listening.
0: Yeah, we will do that, Ray. Thank you. Okay. I love his spirit of adventure, though, don't you? Oh, I have the number. Oh, you have the number, okay. Yeah, uh,
3: time set aside, taking classes. Um, contact, let's see, it's uh, 734- 734- 222- 222- 4911.
0: 4911. Ann Arbor
3: Maker offers, um,
0: yep, space. yeah. Yeah, that will put you in touch with the Ann Arbor Space, and you can find out more about that again. Can that, we have that number again? Yeah, the, the boot camp will be taking place October 12th to the 16th, and the number in Ann Arbor is 734- two 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 four nine one one and i oh, yeah. as i will post it on the on the homepage. good well. job on mike's website that was easy to find wasn't that nice yeah. great mike there you go an immediate customer mike brennan and the folks at MITech tech news doing a good job of keeping us connected there all right let's go out to uh mccone township and say hello to barbara hi barbara how you doing
8: how you doing? Um, I just happened to get in the car and was hearing the end of, uh, there was a, a, a young person that, that has a visual impairment. I didn't know exactly what she was looking for. Could you fill me in on
0: that? Uh, I think you might have been talking about Mariana. Mariana. Yeah.
8: Yeah. And I'm
3: not sure if it was visual, but she said she had some disabilities. Yeah. And when she got excited that uh, she, she may not be able to use one of her hands. Right
0: hand, I think she so. was. Yeah, right in the hand. right hand. Oh, okay,
3: hands. okay. And um, we're not sure. I asked her if she had any visual or other. Their disabilities and she mm-hmm. i think she said her vision was fine
8: okay well there's just a lot like you were you were um putting out there the library um i'm out here in Macon township and we go through the uh clinton township library slash Macon county library for mm-hmm. in blind and otherwise impaired and yeah. they they do a whole lot for persons with dyslexia with um
0: wonderful uh,
8: different different problems and i don't know if she's Got that yeah. opportunity uh, yeah. where she's at, but what she would do then is go into the national, and it is it's the National Library for the Blind, but they mm-hmm. do so many other um, things with other persons with disabilities, including training them on computers, training them Wonderful. on tablets and everything. Oh, Actually, wow. I use. I use a um, a product called it's by Fri- uh, Freedom Scientific. It's called Jaws.
0: Yeah, Jaws.
8: And I've, I'm on my third version of Jaws. So I would
0: I'm presuming you're visually impaired as well, right?
8: Oh, I'm I'm totally blind. Okay,
0: I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yep.
8: So so I mean, I mean, even, the thing is, it isn't just for the blind. It, I, yes. A lot of times people get a little. It's a bit of a misnomer. Yep. Yep. Where yep. we think that that's all they do. Yeah. And
6: then did you mention something?
0: I tell you what, hang on a second, Barb. We'll get some more information from you, but you've hit the nail on the head. Library is an incredible resource for that kind of thing. And we'll get some more information from her as we get off uh, after we make our break. Coming up in just a moment, we'll be talking with Bob in Garden City, Theodora in Detroit, and David in Detroit as well. Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown. Ed and Kel Carson in studio here. And thanks to Barb, by the way. She was just a fount of information. And uh, she had another few websites that she shared with us. Uh, one of them is called independentliving.com, which is also a great resource for people who find themselves physically challenged, especially those who are visually challenged. Thanks, Barb, for your help with that. An old friend of mine is joining us here on the Internet Advisor, and that is Mr. Scott Dunham is our guest. And Scott is somebody that I've known for many years who's been involved in promoting people in the film industry, the independent film industry in particular. Scott, thanks so much for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. It's my pleasure. You've got a networking event that's coming up we wanted to let people know about.
9: Yeah, I really wanted to invite everyone in the uh, creative arts industry to join us this Wednesday, September 2nd. We're going to be down at the uh, Center Studios, uh, Studio Center, which is the old Grace Wild Studio in Farmington Hills, at 6 o'clock. It's a free event. Anyone who's in the digital arts, uh, film, television, um, in my particular industry, of course, is the animation and visual effects industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seam Effects Network uh, has been around 17 years now. Yeah, we've wow. Been, <laughs> yeah, we've been putting on meetings of pretty much every month and gathering together our creative community to collaborate and inspire each other and figure out what's going on and test the limits of the technology. and Uh, One of the things we're doing this Wednesday along with a big networking event where we just want everyone to come and mash up and say hi to each other and kind of kick off a new season is we're also having guests uh, from London, UK, the Foundry, who are some of the the top software programs that are used in post-production and film and television are by these guys. So they're going to come and show us like a close-up of some of their two top programs called Nuke and Modo. And they've just Excellent. recently been uh, released, new releases came out. So mm-hmm. we're going to get a first look at these new releases.
0: That's wonderful. Scott uh, has been promoting... Uh, independent film producing for a long time uh, here in in Michigan and I'm just delighted to know him as a friend and wanted to have him on to to let people who were interested in that area know that this event is coming up again Mm -hmm. and we'll put more information so you can link off to this and find some of the other events that are taking place on our homepage at internetadvisor.net. Scott, thanks so much for being here and keep on doing what you're doing.
9: Thanks. I'll keep you guys in touch with what we're doing. We've got a lot of really cool things coming up.
0: All right. Oh, please do. All right. Thank you so much. That's you know, I'm Scott. so
3: sorry I sent my kid back to school just three days ago. <laughs> He's going to Grand Valley as a f- film major. I and know. And he did uh, several films this summer, you know, independent by himself, yeah. just to... And, uh, yeah, oh, well. He would well. go nuts with this. I'm sure
0: he would. And uh, hopefully some of the other young folks who are out there, and, and maybe older folks as well, well get who are involved in film, will get involved in this networking event. All right, let's go back to our phone lines. And Bob in Garden City, welcome to the in, inter- <laughs> Internet Advisor. Slipped, Hi, guys. I slipped a track there, sorry. <laughs> what can we do uh, for you? Few,
7: okay, a, a few years ago, um, I introduced a friend to Web TV, Mm-hmm. and a dial-up modem and that got him started into computers um, and there wasn't much to worry about you didn't have to worry about the viruses yeah and it, you know there the should good old be days. something like yeah something there should be something available now for people uh, that you like you had talked to earlier to introduce them into uh, computers
0: so what exactly are you looking for bob uh Precisely what are you looking for to introduce people to?
7: Well, um something simple uh like the web TV with the you know oh, with the dial-up modem, you know, just just to help them uh get into this without having to yeah. get a uh, being intimidated by yep. having a starting out with a computer.
3: Mm. Well, I mean, it's very difficult That's to find a, a dial-up ISP. Uh, many areas, especially in this in this area, have offer Wi-Fi. So, I mean, it almost sounds like I mean, assuming they can get a wi wireless connection from somewhere like the libraries, provided McDonald's, Starbucks, mm-hmm. then uh, you could buy an inexpensive tablet to do that.
0: Yeah, for under tablets are coming back again, as an it? Our Chromebook.
3: Chromebook or a tablet and you could do that. I mean assuming you can get a Wi-Fi connection and you, you can mm-hmm. enjoy a cup of coffee a tablets the way to go Micro Center offers their own version of a tablet You can get a 10 inch for a hundred dollars and a 7 inch for like 65 or $70 and it runs Windows 8 1 and 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 I think it's a WinTel it's their own product line these guys at work are going crazy on them because they can they can have you can install office on these things wow and you can put steam mm-hmm. on there for gaming you know these guys are big gamers mm-hmm. so they could put play some of their simpler games but for a 7 a 7 inch tablet you you, you can't beat it for under $100. No. Um, now, web-based TV, a lot of the smart TVs that they have now... That's right. Um, ...have web browsers integrated with them, mm-hmm. and they support Bluetooth keyboards so that, you know, you could buy a Bluetooth keyboard for $30 that has an integrated mouse on it.
0: Yeah. Um, Cal, assume, we've been avoiding the assuming. Apple line, but there's now... That's a good deal more money, but you can get a, you know, a mini uh, iPad... I would imagine for what three
2: well it depends if you're willing to get an older model you can get some a little bit cheaper if you buy them off the uh, if you go to the Apple website and go for the the reconditioned or uh, refurbished refurbished yeah if you go for that area you can get them for a a lot cheaper that way as well too yeah
3: I mean it's you're gonna be hard-pressed finding anything that does dial-up but I don't think yeah, the dial-up was so
0: much the issue here. It was yeah. just something that is simple and unintimidating as a way of getting on. I think that's the key to it. Am I right, Bob?
7: Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah. And, and I just, you know, I, I know a lot of these people that are hesitant in getting into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure yeah. don't have a smart TV. So, you know, simple is better.
3: Yeah, simple is better. And, you know, we gave, my my sister gave my father an iPad, but he was getting to the point where, even he messed it up, you know, and how can you mess up an iPad? And my sister was like, how did you do that? You know, I, I just, you know, I you Safari, know, and you're, you know, you could play his five-star poker, and how did you mess that up?
0: Well, you know, you mentioned something that's interesting with the Apple products because they're all within that orbit, you know, where the hardware and the software are all put together by the same company, and there's a definite advantage, I think, with somebody starting out with that. Am I right, Cal?
2: Well, yeah, because you, you, you're, you're, if you stay within the playground, Right. Everything seems to work just fine. Right. It's when you start to try to move out of the playground and you start to have issues with it. But, yeah, if you stay within that sort of circle, you should be fine. And you could probably do the same thing on an Android uh, device yeah, as well. Absolutely, right. mm-hmm.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, like, for instance, with Google and Chrome and the, the, the Chrome devices, the same thing. So, Bob, the bottom line and, and, is... And the, I was going to say, go
3: uh, the stores... Are the way to go now. So um, once mm. you an Android, you use Google Play. Uh, you use iTunes if you if you have an um, an iPad tablet. Right. Mm-hmm. And in your Microsoft, you have the Microsoft Store, Microsoft which has store as there's well. three applications in there now. <laughs> you know i'm just of course being, being very snide. facetious yeah, because, yeah. at some point microsoft will have some cool apps in their store
0: some point at some point <laughs> so bob there are a number of of alternative we don't have the web tv around anymore but there's lots of ways of getting people into using computers and uh, to not being intimidated by them uh, but god bless you for being a friend out there willing to help somebody get into that
7: yeah, well, thank you, and and I'm mainly asking for people that are listening now that you know are hesitant in in, in getting into it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, exactly, yeah. and a good question to ask for the sake of a lot of people out there who are listening to us. Okay, eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven is the phone number. Let's go to Theodora. In Detroit, Theodora, how may we help you here on the All Internet? Right,
1: long time listener. Well, I have you. an HP N V five 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 three zero.
0: OK, I can't
1: get it to network. I can't use it with the USB. It used to work perfectly and now it doesn't.
0: OK, HP and 5530 This okay, Is this a laptop?
1: three zero. Five five
0: three zero. Now, is this a laptop?
1: Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm. hooking it up to a laptop. Yes.
0: Okay, it's a laptop.
3: Now, did you recently upgrade recently? From I mean, are you running Windows 8? Are you running Windows?
2: Oh, no, 7? no.
1: I the, the HP is a printer. I can't get the printer to work with my computer or to work at all.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Is this a printer? I have,
1: that, Bell, I have a Dell laptop, but the HP is a printer.
2: How old is this printer?
1: Yes. How old? Is, is um, two years old. It'll be two years and. Are you I
2: trying? T- are you trying to print? Are you trying to print wirelessly to it?
1: I tried that, and that, it would print the top, and it would print the bottom, and in between was nothing.
2: Oh, now that's interesting.
3: Yeah. Uh, now, does this use the HP cartridges? Yes. Okay. Are, are you, uh, and, and I'm assuming you've already gone through, and it says the ink cartridges are fine and they're full. Yes, and when I go to the IP address, it says everything is okay. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. We're going to go to a commercial break. I wasn't okay. familiar with that um, with that printer, but we'll look it up, and we'll go through some, through some basic troubleshooting techniques. It's really good that you're able to reach it IP-based. There's some additional things you can try there while we're there. So oh. hold on. We'll come right back.
0: Okay, Theodore. We will be back to help you and also to help Dave from Detroit and Harry up and port here on as well on the Internet Advisor. My sincere thanks to Mike Parsons and Mike Stett who have been behind the glass making this program happen. Thank you very much for that. And by the way, if you would like to hear both hours of the Internet Advisor, and yes, lo and behold, there are two hours. In our first hour, which we recorded before this, uh, we were talking about some of the new technology that's being used to extend broadband into very unserved areas in the state of Michigan. AT&T is receiving almost $30 million a year for the next six years to do that. And a company named WinTech. Which is up in the center of the state, serving Claire and Gaylord and Midland, has been doing that for over a century. So, some of the stories that are going to be out there on the Internet Advisor in the first hour, you can find both those hours available to you if you come back to InternetAdvisor.net on Sunday night. You will find our podcast listed there and also part of the brand new podcast network called Podcast Detroit. Available there as well. Now, let's go, guys, back out to Theodora from Detroit. And, Theodora, you had a question about a multi-printer, and it's the uh, HP nv 5530-E-All-in-One printer. And you've been having some trouble with that. The guys have been talking it over, and so I'll give it to Cal to start the conversation.
2: Theodora, let me ask you the first question. When it does print off print on the top and the bottom of the page, is it in black and white?
1: It's
2: in color. Oh, it's in color. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you go into the if you go on your computer and do a right mouse click on the printer icon mm-hmm. and then go to properties and say print that. and then 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 say print test page. Do you get a full page of print? I
1: have not printed a test page out. Uh, no, I have not done try that. Try
2: that. Okay. See what test happens page. with that. Okay. And then after the, if that doesn't give you a full page of print, then uh you want to try and- oh,
1: no i'm going to back up i did i uh, accidentally printed the networking page and that printed fine oh it okay. did i was trying the to configuration go, page to the IP address and then i I, well, I thought i was hitting print for something i had already put in the queue and it printed out the network page and that came out okay
3: oh that's good oh. so go ahead so is it websites you're trying to print that do not come out uh,
1: web, I, I've tried websites. I've tried things on my computer. Documents. Nothing yeah. Is working you out. know what? I,
3: I tell. I'm almost thinking she should go to support.hp.com and download uh, and enter her HPNV5530 and download updated or newer. Uh, software. Or at least download the software from HP and reinstall the software because it really sounds like it's a driver issue. Yeah, it sounds a lot I, like a driver. In
1: I did do that, and they said I had the latest driver.
3: Oh, really? And it's still doing <laughs> this. Then, in that case, what <laughs> I would was... I've
1: done that. I'm, I'm I'm going crazy, but I have not taken it off and put it back on. That's the one thing I have not done. I didn't want to have to do that because I had a flood in my house and I can't find the manual. I know they're all online, so I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering—is that the last resort?
2: No, you, well, you know what? No, no. I tell you what I want yeah. you to do. I want you to go into control panel, I want you to delete that printer.
0: Just that printer. Okay, oh, the Devices it, and pr- uh, printers, yeah. yeah. And after
2: mm-hmm. you delete that printer, I want you to take the USB cable that's on the back of the printer and pull it out. Okay. And then I want you to reboot your computer. And then after your computer comes back up again, I want you to take that USB cable and plug it back into the printer with mm-hmm. the printer turned on. Mm-hmm. That's going to make it reload the driver that's already on your machine. Mm-hmm. And once it reloads the driver, then try printing off the test page. And if that print's fine, then try printing one of your documents and see if that'll work.
1: Yeah, because That's it, excellent. I, I yeah. know there's a particular order for all of these things. Yeah. I'm going to go over really quickly. Uh, take the USB out. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to control uh, first and, and hit the printer and take it off. Yes. Just, you said take the computer I and mean, take the printer off
3: Well yes. delete it so you go into devices and fact or uh, devices and and, printers. And delete the printer completely right. yeah, And there might be more than one there. You might actually have the scanner as a separate item as well so yeah delete them both or
1: okay and then take the USB off of the back mm-hmm. reboot plug the USB back in and print test.
0: Yes, right, there, yep. you okay. there you go. Okay, I am
1: going to try that. All right, there you pulling out my hair. And let us. T- and, and I will text you in order. <laughs> yeah, and you know, by the way, way,
0: I should tell you, um, there's a new feature to our webpage. page. Uh, when you go on to the podcast, there's a comment section on the bottom. You can go back and comment there on how successful or how we you know what the results have been of your efforts. Okay. And let us know that'll get to us and then we can find out more about how this has gone for you again. All right, that's simply going back to internetadvisor.net, dot net and then get to the podcast like this one today. Go to the bottom. There's a comment section there and you can let us know more about what's happened to you. Uh, Harry, pardon me, David from Detroit, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How you doing? All
5: right, how you doing?
0: Very good. I'm
5: what... first first time listener?
7: Oh, good first time
0: caller. Good, good. What can we do for you?
7: Yeah, I was on the um, website, and a notification came up saying that I need to call them before my computer crashed, and it was an 877 number, so yeah. I called them, mm. and uh-huh. and they, they said they need to um, get all the viruses off, and uh-huh. I said, well, I already got, uh, see, I got a laptop, and I, I got WebRoot on it. Yep. And they said, "I need network security."
0: No, too, or something like that. no, no, no! They're scamming you. Oh, I hate these guys. They make me mad. So
2: you you didn't take their advice. You didn't take their service, and you didn't give them any of your information, did you?
7: Well, they they got um, they had to control of my computer, and they was like, um, you know. Um,
2: They were moving the mouse around and looking at different things on it. Okay. Okay,
3: hopefully you didn't give them your credit card because actually on the Internet Advisor, we get one of these calls about every two weeks or a month, and it's always the same story. A person is notified on their computer because there was a pop-up that was installed a piece of malicious software put on their computer, and they received a pop-up, or they were notified out of the blue by a cold call, mm-hmm. and someone answered, and they said that you do you have a computer that we noticed it was infected, and let us take control of it, and and then for to remove it though they may ask you for a credit card so they can charge mm-hmm. you that eighty seven dollars or a hundred eighty seven dollars,
0: whatever um, they can get yeah, their hands so on. whatever
3: they can get their hands on. So if you've done any of those things, you need to call your credit card company and cancel that. C- that service right away. Did you do any of those things, David?
6: No, I didn't do any of those things. Good was,
3: for uh, you. That's why
7: I called you guys first. Awesome. You know, to see if it was uh, legit. It's not legit, all right? No, no, no,
0: no. Anytime you have that happen, when somebody approaches you and says, "Oh, you've got all this stuff going on." Just stop the white smack dab there. Cut them off completely, whether they're on the phone, whether they're on your computer. Just shut it down. And what I would do,
3: because more than likely they had you go to a website, and when you went to the website, it installed a little piece of software that allowed them to remote into your computer. So I would go into your computer's... Um, add, remove programs or programs and features from the control panel. And once you're in there, you have the ability to um, sort all of your programs. Instead of alphabetically, you could sort it by what date they were installed, mm-hmm. the programs. And then you can, if the program installed, uh, if, if there was it'd a program right, installed, it'd be, right at, the top it'd the be right at the very top of the list. It may have been just like a one-time, it could have been just a Java a web-based piece of software, in which case it would not show up in the list. But some of these sites are actually installing software that mm-hmm. would show up in programs and features.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and well, that's how I, they
0: get you to think, you know, that they have control of the computer.
3: Anything else we should um, consider on this, No, I think, I think you covered it pretty well. What about... Um, no, so you didn't do any credit
2: cards. Right. Okay. So, so then, he, should, he should be fine.
3: And then he should be able to I run... I wonder what happens if they ever call a Mac person and says, your Windows machine's infected. I, mean, I, Mac I, I, I
2: wish it was me they'll call, and I'll be more than glad to play along with them.
3: <laughs> uh, just <laughs> to yes, waste their
2: time. Yes, I'm clicking this. Yes, I'm clicking that. Right, oh, that, yes, I'm clicking David, that.
0: David, a quick question for you then. Have you? Yes. Do you have problems with your computer now? Is it not no. not functioning properly? So he has WebRoot on do, there. Pardon me? You said WebRoot is okay? Oh, WebRoot is an excellent uh, uh, piece of security software. Um, okay. And you should probably, you know, first of all, I would reboot the machine, and then I would go back at it with WebRoot and try to get off, you know, to look for, this, for the viruses and things they've planted in there. The other thing is, if you go to InternetAdvisor.net, Ed, we have in there a toolkit where you've got some of your own goodies you might just explain quickly.
3: Yeah, Malwarebytes is an excellent utility. It's an anti-malware program. You can download that for free, run a complete scan on your computer, and then when you're done, you can either leave it on there or you can just go back and uninstall it when you're all done. It, but it may find things that WebRoot was not able yeah. to find.
0: Dave, if you go to internetadvisor.net and then along the top there, right next to podcast, click on toolkit, you'll find that information. And uh, you'll find some resources there to help you as well. Guys, thank you so much for being here, Eddie and Cal. Folks, we got a great Labor Day weekend program coming for you. Don't miss us next Saturday, same time, same place. Also visit us at internetadvisor.net. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show, Detroit's longest running, locally produced computer show with Foster Brown, Gary Baker and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts or find the show notes for this podcast, visit InternetAdvisor.net and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.